Yes, sir. <laughs> we are here. Episode 50. The Best of Rivals Podcast. I'm Jordan J. Will. I got my boy D-Bev in the building. What's good, bro? It's all good. All good. Episode 50. Big episode 50. Uh, milestone. Yes, achievements. Sir. You know, we've unlocked. Uh, Five zero. That's That's, that's a big. different number right there. It's different. It does hit different. Um, but, you know, 50 down. 50, 50 more to go, at least, right? Yeah, hey man, keep going, you know, uh, just the beginning. You know, I yes, can't sir. wait till we reach, you know, the hundreds and thousands. Who knows? Yeah, imagine. But, uh, <laughs> episode 1,000, um, that'd be nuts. <laughs> but yeah, bro, just keep going, you know, firing at it. Uh, I do want to ask you, enough of all the happiness. You're, you're kind of sad, right? Dropping points against uh, Everson? Yeah, very, very disappointing. Um, the hell? Very, very disappointing. <laughs> you know, I mean, we were listen, the reality is we were destroying Everton as usual. <laughs> Don't do that. We were destroying <laughs> Everton. Um, we had all the possession, bunch yeah. of shots. But what I like to say is, shots are cool, right? It's like sixteen shots. To, sixteen shots to I think they're one or something like that. Yeah. Um, what really matters in football, and like I can tell by a stat sheet, like where the game's going is shots on target shots on target are everything bro if you're not testing the goalkeeper five six seven times a game you don't deserve to guarantee yourself a win you know so just because we're you know we all the the city fans are overreacting right like we played well bro like Grealish sure didn't have a good game Bernard Silva didn't really have a good game but for the most part bro we played well I'll say right now De Bruyne was terrible that's the worst I've ever seen him play. He was terrible, bro. Like, he looked like 20 pounds overweight. He, he missed every pass. But generally speaking, we were still pretty good. It's just, you know, when you have three shots on target and they have one shot on target and their one shot on target is a, a wonder goal, you know, again, do we deserve? Do we really deserve to win that game? Um, so, yeah, it's drop points for sure. For sure. Very, very disappointing. I mean, do you, do you think a large part of it has to do with you know, the fact that you guys haven't been in this position before. You know, typically it's Man City no. in the front seat, the driver's seat, leading the charge for the title. Now you're chasing Arsenal right now. And they don't seem like they're, they're slowing down at all. Yeah. So I, I feel like City's a little uncomfortable. Um, and we know Pep. I, I talk about this a lot with him. I respect him. I wish he was my manager. Uh, psych. And Ten Hag, we trust. He thought you had me. Um, but no, I, I respect Pep. But he's always, I think, like, to me, his biggest flaw is just, he cracks sometimes, despite the greatness and you know the masterclass that Pep's put you know he put puts out. Uh, he struggles a lot, so I think that the pressure may be getting to him, bro. You know, Holland's banging in goals to start the season, and that sets like a standard. You know that City should be killing, and he's still scoring goals, but like it's like Arsenal's still there too. They don't, they're not losing. Yeah, no, this is my no, thoughts on it. There's two things, right? I mean, the first thing is we actually have been in, that, in this position, right? We we were chess, we were chasing Liverpool, I think, two years ago, okay. Um, and around this time, uh, December, um, yeah, we we were down a few points for sure, and we came back, and you know, we got them at the end. So I'm not too worried about this. I, I really do think, and I said last podcast that I think we're just going to start smoking teams. And again, we had, we dominated. We should have won the game. You know, we. But, you know, then we get to the point of, of Pep, right? And um, you know how I feel about him. I think there's a lot of greats and there's some not so great, bro. And 
it's unjustifiable that you sub on Foden and the boys in the 87th minute. Now I get it. We had 11 minutes of extra time and that was because of a, a VAR um, referee right. issue that stalled the game. But Let's... you're talking about 15 minutes of play for Phil Foden. Yet Jack Grealish is playing 90 minutes. It, it, it makes zero sense. Um, and, and, you know, he's always had issue with subs, but this is kind of what I'm talking about, bro. There's, there's, there's a, there's a cockiness and an arrogance to it to him that I just really don't like. Maybe it's overthinking, whatever it is. Sometimes you just gotta play it simple, bro. Like after sixty five minutes, you see we're not dominating the game. Go play Foden. Start Foden. You know, like do anything. <laughs> you know, <laughs> another one was good, bro. Gundogan the game uh, prior against Leeds, literally one of the best performances I've seen him uh, put on. Doesn't start this game. It just, you know, it's just a lot of stuff, bro. A lot of stuff with this man I, that I, I yeah, just I think, I don't like. Like, it's it's a good thing having a lot of great players, but it's also a bad thing. And I think we're seeing that right now with you. I wish I had that that problem. You're complaining about, you know, players that, that should be playing. They're not playing because someone else is, you know, yeah. just as good as them, basically. Uh, Jack Grealish has had a very rocky start to his career with uh, Man City. We all yeah. know that, right? I do think he is coming into his own a little bit, you know, finding his way. Uh, I think his game is going to be more, like, dictating towards making plays for people and creating and yeah. less on scoring goals. I think that's just something he's establishing right now, um, which may, you know, that may benefit City. But it's like... You guys like have too many options, and I can't feel sorry for you. Uh, you shouldn't. And, and I, <laughs> bro, and here, you know, here's an inter- interesting point. I don't feel sorry for Pep. This yeah. is why Pep's expectations are so high, and this is why I critique him so much. He has everything that he could possibly want as a manager. Let he me, has let me everything. You, let me ask you this: Say the next two to three games, you guys drop more points, or you lose a big game, right? And Arsenal still putting that distance between you two. Do you say, mm, bump the Premier League, we're going to focus on the Champions League now? Yeah. So okay. so I, I think there's going to be a point where we play Arsenal. Because yeah. remember, we have to play Arsenal twice because the whole delay. And I think we, I think the Queen's death, like we skipped that week or something. Okay. If we get a bad result against Arsenal, it, like let's say <laughs> Arsenal continue to, let's say they drop two points here, you know, like not, nothing crazy. Yeah. If we play Arsenal and we lose, it's a. I would. I don't want to say it's essentially over because Arsenal is Arsenal. Like you said last season, they did end up choking to, uh, top four. However, they don't have Jesus, and they're they look like they look completely fine. They look completely fine, bro. That team is just. Speaking yeah. of well, we're here. Speaking of Arsenal, um. You know, they, they are the team right now. And you brought up Jesus, him being hurt, and how, you know, I think we both said it last episode, that's going to hurt them, right? Yeah, I thought so. But but I, I think there's a certain play over there. It's not getting enough shouts. And he's balling. He's going crazy. And I, I said it earlier in the season, too. It was kind of prematurely. But I said, do you think he needs some recognition as maybe the best player in the Premier League? I mean, we know that KDB, hands down, is probably it, right? Like, we know. Um, yeah. But if, if we're going off of numbers... If my team's in first place, 
I need a key guy to create, and he's making you know those plays and those assists, and you know they're winning. They're the number one team in in the world. Martin Odegaard, bro, he's doing it without Jesus, and he's been a kid since Madrid. You know, the the the, the prodigy. We all knew yeah. of him, 15, 16 years old, balling out. And then he kind of disappeared for a little bit, had to find his own. Yeah. Looks like he's found a home with Arsenal. Yeah. I think he's right on KDB's heels is probably the best player in the Premier League this season. I think yeah. he's bro, you have to like let's be real. Who's winning and who's a huge part of that? It's Marvin. You know, I mean, this this is one of those things, bro, where this team is just this Arsenal team, everybody chips in, bro. Everybody. Like yeah, that entire that entire eleven chips in. So that's why a guy like Martin Odegaard won't get the praise or that maybe he deserves, you know. I think he's like their top top goal scorer. He's got a bunch I think he's probably got most of their assists as well. Like Yeah. There's good and bad to his game, but like it, it, like if you say, okay, Od- Odegaard, but then you're like, okay, what about Saka? And then you're like, that's what about that's Partey? What I was about to say. And then you're like, was, what about Saliba? About and, I was like, is, is Odegaard better than Saka? No. I think he's more I think he's more pivotal no. to Arsenal than Saka, but I think Yes, that is true because that is true, hundred percent. Because Arsenal, for the most part, lacks creativity. Right, when, exactly. When Odegaard's not on the, on the pitch, yeah. Yep. So from that perspective, yes. But overall, no. Saka's probably game, game after game, probably the best player on that team. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you could talk about Partey, but again, in- injuries have sort of riddled his Arsenal career. Even though you know, you know how I feel about him. I think this guy is just nuts. I think he's fantastic, but. You know Saliba, and then you have the two left backs. Then you got uh, Ben White playing right back is phenomenal. Like bro, Gabriel Martinelli, Martinelli. now 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 is coming in and scoring two goals in two games. You're really looking at this situation like, okay, if this team stays healthy, if that eleven stays pretty solid, then yeah, I, I don't really see them losing too many games because the way they're playing, it's not like. It's not like they're chipping away and hopefully, you know, getting lucky, lucky win here. These guys are dominating games, bro. Dominating well, I, games. Yeah, what I like about it is just they're just doing their work. Yeah, it's it's just work for them, and then they going home. You know, I I hate personally teams, especially young teams. You see it a lot in the NBA, for example, Memphis Grizzlies, who haven't done anything but feel the need to speak and go crazy. What have you done for me? Nothing, yeah. right? You know, they they talk crazy to Golden State all the time. And then Golden State always humbles them. I have not seen Arsenal do that at all this year. Yeah, it's they're, been very yeah, quiet assassins, quiet killers, bro. I'm gonna do my job, get it done, and then you're gonna pay, you're gonna respect me, man. Simple. And and honestly, I think that experience last season probably did help them in a lot of ways in the long run. In terms of like, okay, we know what position we were in. We know we fumbled the bag. You know, they're they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna make that same mistake again. I, if if we start winning games, if Man City start winning games consistently, I think that might put some pressure on Arsenal. But again, this Arsenal, it, it is a two-horse race, right? Like Newcastle, Man U, Tottenham, like these teams are just not, it's a two-horse race at this point. Um, Man, uh, quick, quick touch on Newcastle. Um, I forgot who said it. Saw it online. Um, all-time great, though. It, it'll come to me soon. But, um, Basically said, if Newcastle, you know, when they get in the Champions League, if they get a top four berth, they're not coming down. They're going to be up there for you know years, and I I can truly see that. Um, they just have the money, you know. It's it's not much like they're this great club with you know a crazy system, 
they just have the money. And yeah. they're they're getting their pieces. They're building a team, you know, something special. No, 100% right. I mean, the reason why we thought that this build wasn't going to it was going to take time is because they're like you said, they're not in the Champions League. You know, how many great players are going to come and play for that club? Um, yeah. But now if they do make it to top four, which, again, I'm still not certain if they will, but if they do, you can expect this summer to be crazy for Newcastle. And I mean yeah. crazy. Think it's going to be dumb? <laughs> well, they don't really need a striker anymore. They have three options. So if yeah. you're, looking at, you're looking at wingers, you're looking at an elite midfielder, you're looking at an elite center back, you know, like they can start bringing in elite players, bro. They're, they, they have a real opportunity this season. So, yeah, like you said, like secure that top four spot and just really never look back. And if we're looking at teams like Liverpool, Man, Man U, even though it seems like they're on the rise, Chelsea, who are just struggling, Tottenham, who are just struggling. You look at those teams, bro. This top four, this top six, it's not guaranteed anymore, bro. When you see Brighton, you see Fulham, you know, you, this top four is not guaranteed, bro. I, I just want to say, may not be right about about a lot of things, some things do hit spot on. And I called this whole Chelsea and Tottenham thing. Told you early in the season, I'm not worried about Chelsea whatsoever. Me neither, yep. Same with Tottenham. They've ne- they're the L.A. Clippers of football. Yeah, they're, they're good, and then they just don't pan out. Um, yeah. and, and Conti, we'll get to him. It just, it's not what he's saying to the media. You know, it, there's no confidence. You know, uh, it's shot. Um, not worried about them. But then you said you brought up us, Man United. We won again on a row. We have the top four spot in sole possession right now. Yeah. Um, it's looking good. We're right on Newcastle's heels. Basically about to get number three if we, you know, do what we got to do. And then huge part of, you know, this past game was the benching of Rashford. Um, came out on reports that he, I guess, missed some a text or a call from Ten Hag or missed a meeting. Yeah, um, meeting, you know, yeah. just being late, that type of thing. Uh, but then he comes off the bench and scores the game winning goal. My question to you, and I know you probably got some questions for me too, but my question to you is: Is Ten Hag, you know, justifying his actions? You know what he did to Cristiano, now Rashford. Is it I've adding been, up? Is I've it, been saying this it? since the start, bro. <laughs> I've been saying this since the start when it came to this man. That's exactly what he's doing. He's justifying his actions. Yeah. When people were screaming about Casemiro not starting when he first came in, I was like, okay, well, the reason is McTominay's playing well at the moment. Mm-hmm. Once McTominay starts dropping off and Casemiro comes in, you can say, okay, it's a justified decision. That's what he's doing, and he's a specialist at it at this point, halfway yeah. through the season. He's yeah. justifying every single decision, bro. You know? Even the Sancho thing that, you know, we thought at the start of the season he was playing well. Clearly, Sancho's not doing what Ten Hag wants. He brings him out. He starts playing Garnacho. Garnacho starts balling. Like, there's just a bunch of decisions that he's making. Another one, which at the start of the season, you know, Maguire starts, you know, everyone's like, man, Maguire's starting after a terrible season last season. Varane, Martinez, like, why aren't they starting after a few games? Those two start, and it's, they're never looking back. Like Harry Maguire cannot be mad, and this is so. What's so great about Ten Hag? Ronaldo can't be mad. Maguire can't be mad. McTominay can't be mad. You know these players like Rashford when he gets benched for forty-five minutes, he can't be mad. 
and this is what's so smart about him. So people were start starting to respect him. Um, I think there was a lot of just like media, English media bias at the start with like, oh, who's this Ten Hag guy, you know? But, you know, you just got to give this guy time. He's doing a fantastic job, bro. Even if, he, even if you guys don't finish in the top four, he's done a fantastic job. You remember, last season was your worst season in Premier League history. So the fact you guys are even sniffing top four is incredible. Yeah, if it continues like this, bro, as great as Arteta's been this season, I would say Ten Hag's been manager of the year if it continues as such because, again, he's taken a nothing team, uh, a toxic team, an overpaid team to to respectable heights. So I'm a big fan of him, bro. Big fan. And Ten Hag, we trust. That you weren't my... like that. You weren't like that all, all season, though, Jay. Hey, you hey, not... hey, 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 hey! I've always, I've accepted Ten Hag, you know, because my, my my biggest thing with him, he has a an identity. Yeah, and he's gonna bring it bring that to whatever club he's at. So with Man United, for example, I think we all know uh, the manager doesn't really have all the power. You know, the board controls a lot. There's only so much a manager can do. Yeah. So I've seen the greats, Marino, Van Gaal. They all come to United expecting some type of change, trying to, you know, bring their imprint and put it on the club, and it, it's never panned out. Yeah. Ten Hag is the lone exception. Well, not we're, yet, Jay. No, so, so, no, so check it, check it. We're seeing, like, he's not getting everything he wants. Like, there's players that he want or wanted that the board have said no to, right? Uh. Gakpo, a more, more most recent one. Um, De Jong, obviously, yeah. De Jong, Even though was, right? You know, that, that was a little 50-50, right? but yeah. yeah. Right? And then you have, you know, Harry Maguire being our captain for a large part of the season and then starting games. Um, you know, all, all these these crazy moves, Fred and McTominay in our starting midfield, right? And what, we're the fourth in the yeah. Premier League, right? We have the third most wins beside uh, behind City and Arsenal. More Newcastle, they just have more draws than us. We're in contention for the FA Cup, um, English League Cup, and Caribou Cup, correct? Or am I wrong? English League Cup, which is Caribou Cup, and Caribou then Cup. Uh, Europa League as well. Yeah, there, there you go, my bad. Europa League. Yeah. He had a back and forth with probably the second, or one of you know, one of the two biggest. World footballers, in, you know, ever in Ronaldo. Yeah. And basically won it, shipped him out. The golden boy who England loves just got benched and still won the game. Bro, Ten Hag is killing it. He's saying, yeah. that despite all the power you may have, me being Dutch, you know, being in England, I'm going to still do what I got to do and, you know, make people believe in the mission. I feel like the players even believing in it. You know, Rashford took that. That discipline was like, okay, I messed up. I'm going to score a goal. <laughs> now you get the phrase. Yeah. See how that works out? Like, we yeah, all no, you, you're, making, you're making good points. I, I think while Manchester United's managers haven't been backed fully, you know, even if the money is being thrown around, they haven't been backed fully in terms of their vision. Like you said, Ten Hag's probably doing the best at working with what he has, right? Yes. Working with what he's getting. Yes, um, in a shorter sense. Exactly. Yeah, man, you know, he clearly want you clearly know what he wants, but he's not complaining about what he has, you know. No. Um and again, you got to respect it. I really really like him as a manager, bro. I really really do. 
um and I, you know uh, obviously for just entertainment purposes it is it is always good to see a team like man U be in top four and being contention and and all of that stuff and i think 10 hags the man to get you there bro whether again whether it's this season or next season um, yeah i see you guys getting there for sure yeah i mean we we definitely got our man but uh west ham and tottenham and conti and you know Moyes. Yeah. I don't think they got their man, bro. And I told you about West Ham a long time ago. Not convinced really? with them. Yes. Not convinced? You all, you, you've always said they're going to con- turn it around. They're going to turn it around because David yeah. Moyes is a great manager. Like, nah, bro, it's old. He's he's outdated right now. Great, yeah. great manager he is. You know, we've seen what he can do. But it's no steady progression with them. Like, they always just reach, a, you know, the ceiling and then that's it. Yeah, you, you know what's You're weird? You're hopeful. And, and this is the issue with Moyes, and this is why I think – you know, maybe he has gone soon. He got backed in the summer, bro. He, you yeah, know, Skamaka, yeah. Paqueta, these are two yeah. and good it, players. It's crazy. Those two, and you're struggling. <laughs> they get, you know, you they do? got they got significantly worse. I mean, I don't know. How, also, uh, Corne, even though he's been injured, bro, that's yeah. like a hundred million. That's a hundred million pounds right there, bro. Crazy, so, unacceptable. Emerson from uh, from Chelsea. There's just a bunch. Like they got but, players, but does he deserve sacking more than? Conti. Um, well, listen, I, when it comes to Tottenham, I will never, ever, ever, ever talk about sacking a manager until they do something about De- uh, Daniel Levy. And I know you're going to say it. I knew you're going to say it. Everyone no, no, no it. here's why. It's, it's Levy. Bro, listen. No. <laughs> I don't have an agenda against this guy. Listen, again, I will bring this up time and time again. When you sack your manager a week before your final, you don't deserve any any leeway and like bro that he should have been put in jail for that move so anytime we're talking about like oh a tottenham manager this tottenham no 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 no. if tottenham's struggling sure listen do i think conte system sucks yes is it the worst uh football to watch in in the premier league absolutely did i intentionally not watch the game today or was it yes whenever it was i I make sure not to watch television when he when when Todd were playing, just in case I actually you know see ten seconds of it. It's the worst. He's playing three uh, three center backs. They all suck. They're all slow. <laughs> bro. I hate everything about Tottenham, but I will still say if you're going to get rid of someone, if you're going to try and make this work, yeah. it's it's front office, it's GM, it's board, it's recruitment ver- versus or before. The manager. That's what I'll say. Nothing solid. I, and and you know, if, again, and here's the thing: if you look at West Ham's situation, again, they got all the players. Tottenham got got a lot of players right in the summer. Yeah, but so do West Ham. So at this point, you know, I, I just think there needs to be a refresher at at, uh, at West Ham. What I will say, however, if we're comparing to those situations, both of the best players on those teams, so Declan Rice for West Ham, Harry yeah. Kane for Tottenham, yeah, both of those players want to leave. Both of those teams are holding them hostage, out outpricing them, you know. But Harry Kane, 127 million, uh Declan Rice, 120, 150 million. These players, again, the best players on their team, the leaders of your team, the captains of your team, are not happy. So I highly, highly doubt that they're optimizing their 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 talent, you know. Yeah, um you you brought up Declan Rice. I, I, I do think he's quality, but also just don't know if he's another overhyped English product. 
he is an overhyped team. Listen, he's good. You know, Listen, like, right, he's good. He is good. Like, he has quality. I'm not about to sit here and deny that. Like, I do and see And he's it, young. But he's super young, too. Super young. That's what it is. But I don't think he's worth that much money. And he, I mean, he wants to leave, too. I think he's kind of said it in the media. Oh, he, he said it for, like, last two years. Like, yeah. Bro, they're, they're putting him at, like, $100 million plus. So, like, then, he can't leave. Right. I guess his, his, his the best thing he can do is perform terrible, you know, terribly. Hopes that his price goes down, and they they eventually ship him off. Because I think what he's doing is he's performing so well, and then you know they're just upping his price. Yeah, because they don't want him to go. And, and they want him to go. This is what this is what the whole the GM thing. They these guys, man. I mean, listen, it's a difficult position, sure. But like, when you have one hundred twenty million on on the table for Harry Kane, you take it, bro. When you have one hundred million on the table for Declan Rice, you take it. You know yeah. what I mean? But these guys are so scared of like, oh, well, my best player is going to leave. You guys aren't winning anything anyway, you know? Take the Why money. It matter? <laughs> it's what I'm saying. Take the money, reinvest. Yeah. Like, you know, th- these guys, man, it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. But, yeah, overall, who I think is going to get fired first, I think Conte's got the rest of the season. I, I think Moyes is gone in, but I say by March for sure. Okay. Probably gone by oh. March. Okay. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. What do you think? I, w- I would say... um I mean, right now, West Ham's they're battling uh, relegation. I think they're right there at the at the bottom. <laughs> Bro, they're seventeenth. Right? Bro, they're t- they're tied. Yeah, they're tied with eighteenth with yeah. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. So it's... if they get relegated, you know they're still five... battling. <laughs> Bro, five losses in a row. Yeah, oh bro. my god. They're they're gone, right? They are gone. I do think yeah. that. But they some somehow find a way to, um, you know, maybe get twelve, eleven to twelve from the table, right? And Tottenham doesn't make top four, nor do they make a Europa League. You know, they get like a seventh or eighth. I think Conte's gone. I think in I that think situation, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know what's so weird about this table right now, though? You can be seventeenth one week and ninth the next week. Yeah. So, you know, that's why I'm not too worried about West Ham, like in terms of points. But you know, when the owners and the investors and the fans are looking at that table. And they see West Ham in 17th, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be panicking. But honestly, and this is what's so crazy. If West Ham get one win, they're up to 13th. So it's like, you know, it, it, this is this is the league we're in right now. You yes, know, Leicester, who we talked to, you know, we were talking about Brendan Rodgers for how long? Now they're in 13th. So it's, it's, a, it's a roller coaster right now. All right. So, you know, uh, New Year, uh, transfer market, I believe, starts officially. We yep. get going, um, and we got our, our wish list of you know, players that we think we may need or you know we want. Uh, I'll go first. Speaking for United, you know, missing out on Gakpo hurt us a lot. You know, we needed another striker or you know forward, somebody that can create and a big body too. That's something I'm looking for because that's just the way the game is leaning towards. You know, we got to compete with the Man Cities, you know, who Holland, right? So I'm, I'm gonna go to Juventus, you know. They 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 got this boy over there at striker, um, young boy too, Dusan Vlahovic, um, just long, six foot three, uh, very very creative, you know, can score goals, um, good with his feet. I think that is something we need. Um, or, you know, if we don't get him, I know that's just me wishing right now. But I want a big body, like I said, right. But I also do take pride in the fact that. You know, Man U is built on 
like brotherhood and partnership. So you see a lot of Portuguese, a lot of Brazilians, right? So I'm going to stay in the Portuguese realm. We wanted this kid for a long time. Why not Jao Felix? Uh, you know, yeah. I told you, I think his time has passed, but he's, he still is young. And I think if you put him in that system with other people that speak Portuguese, you know, Brazilians included, bro, it, it would be a recipe for success. So, yeah, those are my two. Jay, you should, uh, you should like, create a little PowerPoint, go to uh, Manu headquarters, present yeah, that. Jay, yeah, I, th- yeah. I think you're getting your man. Uh, you know, honestly, the whole uh, – it's a Vlahovic? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, last January, you know, Arsenal really, really wanted him. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, it now seems that there are some issues at Juventus. They're not performing like they would. Um, this guy seems like he might be going somewhere in the next six to to 18 months. So I think that's a good pickup, to be honest with you. I think what you guys need more than anything is a, is a, like a starting number nine. Like obviously in a perfect world, you want Martial to be that guy, but he's just, you can't rely on him to be the guy, whether it's injuries or inconsistency. So, we, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, we, we need a Lukaku again. Uh, yeah. You know, obviously better, you know, on on ball and everything. But, but, but what he what he gives you is like you know he's starting every week. You know. Like, yes. Yeah. That and type of type of deal. And he's going to get you a goal here or there, hundred um, percent. I th- I think Rashford in a lot of ways is carrying you guys at the moment in terms of goals. So yeah, I, I think a striker for sure. I would love to see Joe Felix because all I've really when I when I hear Joe Felix, I just hear overhyped. I just, like I was hearing this guy's the next Neymar, the next Ronaldo, you know. So my 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 perception of him is already tainted, right? And, I, and then I see him in the in Champions League, and he's doing some good stuff and some not so good stuff. I don't really know what to expect, but if he came to Man U, it might be exciting, you know. So I'd probably love to see Jao Felix go to you guys. Obviously, I want you guys still to suck, but the reality <laughs> is, it's going to still be entertaining. Um, in terms of, in terms of Man City, bro, I don't think we need anything. You know, this is probably the best roster, the best squad in in the world. To be honest with you, if you look at like, is Bayern better? Is PSG better? You know, uh, Madrid. Like, we're in that top five for sure. We're probably closer to one. So I don't think we need anything. So what I, what I actually want to think about is a really really good transfer that I think is actually going to happen potentially in January, definitely in the summer. Is Harry Maguire to Tottenham, bro? It, it it just makes all the sense in the world. It makes all obviously you'd be happy with it, but it makes all the sense in the world, bro. The guy is a fourth choice center back at Man U. Tottenham have played three center backs, which is his preferred uh, formation. Maguire's got a bunch of English friends over there. He's still in that you know big six sort of uh, team. That's, you're making some good points and, here. That's and, actually and, a really good fit for him. And on top of that, his, he has no competition. They all suck. All yeah. the center backs suck, bro. And, Romero, and, yes. Romero, Dyer, and then you're then you're like, who? Sanchez? No. Uh, Longley? No. Ben Davies? No. All these Dude, all these you, guys are terrible. You should be like Harry Maguire's like personal PR or something, because I just I like the him, way bro. that you're setting this up, bro. It makes perfect sense. Uh, yeah. Tottenham, you know, like I said, LA Clippers, they are known for choking. You know, they, they have no expectations of getting a title every year or yeah. being top two. You know, that's good for Harry Maguire. It's a step down. It's five steps down. No, it's ten steps down from Man United. That's good for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 a little better than Leicester, but not as good as Man U. 
I mean, he's 100%. right there, bro. He's good. No, and and this is, you're making a great point, bro. When you step down in terms of the spotlight or in terms of expectation, you know that weight is lifted off your shoulders, especially if you're the type of person to to not deal with pressure well, bro. Eric Dyer can be like the worst center back in the league, but no one's going to care because he's playing at Tottenham. But McGuire makes one mistake at Man U, and he's now seen as the worst. Exactly. So I think, yeah, I I think that's I think that's gotta happen, bro. I think that's gotta happen in January, if not January this this summer for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't have any for my for myself. I mean, who who you know how greedy would it be? Like I I think we need I think we need this player. No, we don't. No, we don't. We don't need anybody. Yeah. You. You know who I wish we could get. Who's that? Cristiano. Which one? <laughs> no, <we're> not. <laughs> you called it, bro. Uh, yeah. I do want to speak on it. I did not believe it that he would be going to Saudi Arabia, but he is. He didn't believe it either, Jay. You know that, right? He did not believe it either. Is this really the end? Like, this is how we're going to do this? Go out. It, <laughs> yeah. It, you know, it, overall, it's been a terrible last year for him, right? I mean, obviously, the personal matters, right? Can't can't score to save his life. Does the interview. Walks off in the Tottenham game. Just really, really bad end to, end to his career, bro. And, you know, it is sad in a lot of ways. At the same time, he's always been that sort of self-centered individual, for good or bad. It just, you know, it's a, it is what it is. Um, and I think there's a lot of pros to that, and I think there's a lot of cons to that. And we're seeing a lot of those cons play out, bro. And Listen, do, do I think, like, a team like Napoli probably gave him an offer? Yeah, but the offer would have been, hey, you're going to play on the bench behind Osman. Um, we might play every now and then. And he probably wasn't taking that, bro. They're, Chelsea probably came to him and said, hey, we're going to play you every now and then. He probably wasn't taking that. So, like, there's a lot of teams that probably gave him offers that he just wasn't going to take. So he said, you know what? If my time really is done, let it be done. I got a – bro, my backdoor option is 100 to $200 million a year. I think, he's, I think he's okay. That's crazy. I mean, yeah. As a Man U fan, makes sense. He's gone. We, you know, better out him. Doesn't fit the system. We got it right. Yeah, it's been shoved down our throats for years now. So yeah, exactly right. <laughs> but as a Ronaldo fan, sucks because I want him to compete. You know, at the highest level. So to see him not get a World Cup and go out early, that hurt. Because I don't know if he's going to be back with the national team the way they did him. It's not looking yeah, good. Good point. They weren't vibing with him at all. So you know, I want to see him. Maybe do that with a club level team, and that would be the Champions League, right? He he's not doing that in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> I mean, of course not, right? I mean, he's going to go there. He's going to put on the smile. He's going to bang in goals. He's going to live in a palace. You know, like he's going to. He, let's not feel too bad for him here because he had he's had probably had options to go to Champions League teams. He just didn't want to take him for whatever reason. But see, again, let's not let's I, not I feel guess, too bad for him. Yeah, I guess not. it just makes me question. Not his passion for the game, because like that's Cristiano, and I would never do that. But I, I'm just thinking, if if he if he's built like a Kobe, you know, these are you know people I look up to in the sporting world, right? I know Kobe would only play longer if he just felt like it was a need for him to compete on a yes. certain level against the best, against Absolutely. the best. Absolutely, and that's why Kobe retired earlier than he could have. That's why. Good point. Good point. So, Good point. and here's the thing: Kobe Bryant probably. 
sure, he could have kept playing, but he wouldn't have had no two hundred million a year offer. So hell nah, hell nah. <laughs> uh, again, I, this is why I think when we talk about Ronaldo's career, it is officially done in terms of you know the elite professional that he was. I think again, what he's doing right now is damn near cherry work. You know, I was just getting paid for it, but like it's, it's we shouldn't look at it as like you know, man, Ronaldo his his goal tally is now a thousand or whatever. It's like. You know, we yeah. those stats were padded. You know, so yeah. I so it, this is weird because I think this is like the uh, this is the pre-retirement. He hasn't yes. officially retired yet, but he's retired, yeah. so it hasn't really hit me yet. You know, I think the day he signs those papers, whole press conference, you know, cameras flashing, he's crying. That's when it's gonna hit me that you know my goat is leaving the sport. But right now, yeah, he's he's basically gone. I won't be seeing him competing against Messi and those boys out there. Like it's done. Yeah. So it just it hurts, you know. I, I like I'm not watching any of those games. I'm sorry. Jay, Jay what channel? What, what channel? The, what channel is the game on? Jay, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jay there's a, dude, this, I don't even know, yeah, Jay, bro. Is it on? Is it on Sling, bro? <laughs> I gotta go to crack streams. <laughs> Soccer streams about Reddit. <laughs> just to find that shit, man. Uh, damn. He got a pocket for that, bro. But that's, that's my that's my goat. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> that's my boy. That's crazy, bro. Uh, well, on that on that note, um, you know we're we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this podcast. You know we're gonna start. Start researching where we can find Ronaldo's games going forward. Uh, <laughs> you know, but in the meantime, you can uh, you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, um, where you can see everybody yelling at me because I didn't know the official. Yo, they've been uh, they've been eating my boy up, man. Going crazy. He, under twenty one, get it right. We got you. I mean, bro. we, we you heard know, y'all. We heard y'all. It's, it's not my it's not my fault. I got stuff to do. You know, uh, I, I see I see one Instagram post. I, I get fooled. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> this is a crazy way to end this podcast. But again, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at the Best of Rivals, and you can listen and/or watch this podcast on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast at the Best of Rivals Podcast. Uh, for myself, Jay, episode fifty in the bag. We are out.